0: Game over. The end. Back to the title screen. Back to heaven. But instead you don't put in one dollar to play again. Now, as you all know, Jesus has the power to forgive all sins. But what is that one sin? (coughs) Excuse me. What is that one sin that you will lose all your chances getting into heaven now if you read the Bible I don't know if you've ever heard of it but if you read the Bible you're going to come across a thing called Matthew the crucifixion of Jesus Jesus died for our sins okay so every sin every imaginable sin on this earth he died for it okay so he died for us and yet in a nutshell you not dying for him Mm. treachery (laughs) terrible treachery well, you think this man, Jesus, died for our sins, and yet if you're in the same spot and someone had a gun to your head or if you're about to be hung in front of many uh, heathens that were against uh, Christianity, I'll just put it down. To, I'll just lay it on the line. I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. I'm sick of it enough. The Lord says, spread my word. And I'll spread his word. I would die for the faith. I am considered a martyr. Okay. And so at that point, with that being said, I'm going to talk about prosecution, okay? I am really tired of people candy-coding the the Bible. I'm saying Jesus loves you, there's a rainbow at the end of the side of the world, yada, yada, yada. Jesus loves you. Enough of it. Jesus came down with the sword to separate the sheep from the wolves, and I cannot stress that enough. That's why you have the saying... Wolves and sheep clothing. So I am sick of these candy codding uh, churches. I'm like, oh, Jesus loves you. There's a rainbow. God loves you. Here, have another beer. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I was speaking to the good Lord about it. And the good Lord, because I remember, I used to have a, a gaming friend, and they would game all the time. And then he said, there's time for the Lord, and there's time for me. And then I, I questioned that with the Lord. I said, what's the dealio here, Lord? And he says, remain in the faith, confide within me, live with the abandoned. If the Holy Spirit is to reside in us, he can't reside in us when we're watching horror movies. He can't reside in us when we're playing Grand Theft Auto 5. He can't reside in us when we're playing Xbox, because they're things of the world. You know, the good Lord doesn't die just for us to sit around all day and have a birthday, have a party. No, he died so we could so we can forgive our sins and then in repay to him, we can go out among the world and spread the good news because our body's not our own. Our soul's not our own. Our body belongs to God. And so when you go before him and he's got the last book of life and he's like, okay, uh, 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 Jamie Rivers, uh, you spent your whole life gaming and never leaving the house and never showering. I don't know you. Pfft, gone." on. And so, that's how it works. Maybe not entirely, because I'm not God. It takes, you know, let God be God, you know. But one thing I want to talk about here, if you are having trouble working out where you are with God, where you stand, like I said, one of the things I do when I feel conflicted I would go into a room, shut the door, get on my knees and pray for about half an hour just to get in the spirit, just to get the, enlighten- the idea. I wouldn't say enlightenment because that has been destroyed by the Illuminati. Uh, and so, at the same time, you want to focus on God. Okay, God is good. God is good all the time. God is everywhere. Okay, You can watch Netflix, you can watch YouTube, you can watch Stan what you watch on there is entirely up to you it's free will but i'm not saying you can watch it i'm not saying you can i'm saying your free will can okay you see how you see you see how it works because what i've heard god respects your free will okay but will he be respecting it if you're being watching blasphemic videos watching disney cartoons watching horror movies Destroying yourself? No. He'll weep. You know? And so, to stop that, you do what I call the light switch. What's the light switch? I'll tell you what the light switch is. you got a light switch in your house. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. If you don't have one, Google it. A light switch is something that you can flick on and flick off. Huh. What does this sound like? I'll tell you what it sounds like. You go to church... You get the Holy Spirit, the light switch goes on. You flick it on, bring on the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, uh. So you're in church, you flicked on the light switch, you got the Holy Spirit, you're happy, you're dancing. And then you leave the church, you're either going to do one or two things. Number one, you leave the Holy Spirit on, and you go home as a God-filled person. Or number two, you leave the church, you start smoking, start drinking, which I used to do for a long time. light switch goes off, because the Holy Spirit can't be in the presence of sin. So, if it's not of God... You will feel the light switch go off. And when it is of God, you feel the light switch go on. So it's kinda of like a discernment, like a mental discernment. You think to yourself, okay, if I'm if I'm gonna watch a horror movie, is the light switch gonna go on or is the light switch gonna go off? But you can also use discernment, but you know, what would why would Jesus be watching Insidious or Conjuring to learn about them? It's Hollywood. How much of that is actually accurate? (laughs) One thing you're going to find with Hollywood movies is that it's not entirely accurate. Like, I watched Bruce Almighty, wonderful movie, in a sense. Why is it God? Why is it not Jesus? Mm, Hollywood. Hollywood. Terrible Hollywood. (sighs) I'm just saying that if you saw God and your eyes aren't Blowing out of your brains. I'd be very surprised. But hey, some people have. It's just... When I saw God, it was a completely different experience. But I'll talk about all the times I went to heaven. Later on. So... The light switch maneuver. If it's of God, the light switch will stay on. If it's not of God, the light switch will stay off. And if you want to know if it's of God, you've got a thing called discernment. But yet again... Horror movies. Comedy movies. Ugh coming of age, um, blindside, you know, use your discernment, okay, just type in Christian movies, use your discernment, and go from there, normally, it depends how you are with faith, or pray about it, you know, there is a few Bible games, you can play on your phone, and on the Nintendo, yes, the Nintendo, or oh, the Super Nintendo, the Famicom, because, Christian games aren't really made, but, there was a, a Catholic or a priest that came out before and was like, oh, you can play video games. It's how you play it. Now, if you've ever played GTA V, I don't think you can really be a pacifist while playing it. <laughs> but I digress. I don't enjoy those games for the for the murder, for the idea of murder. See, I used to play Call of Duty, which is a war game, really popular war game. I used to play it. I used to get discernment right up, right up right up there, because there was swearing, there was yelling, and I meant to be a man of God, right? Playing a war game to kill people, to murder people, to swear at gamers, really bad environment. It was bringing a harmless cat to a lion's den, okay, and you could see the odds there. It's why... I don't go to pubs. I start preaching the good word of the Bible because it's a lion's den. It's a lion's den. It's it's an end game. You're all gonna you're gonna be mocked and destroyed because it's the lion's den. Gambling venues, drinking venues, smoking venues—all the lion's den. Okay. But with 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 faith, there is no fear. No weapon before me shall prosper. Yes, I get that. But why put yourself in a harm's way to begin with? You know. I mean, you can go to a pub and just start preaching the good word, more power to you. But, again, I would not recommend it. You know, yes, no one before me shall prosper. I get it. No, have no faith. Stand firm with the Lord, and it should be okay. But, the enemy wouldn't allow it. The enemy wouldn't allow it, and the enemy works in very terrible ways. God works in faith, Satan works in sin, as we all realize. And so, one of the many things that I'm not a fan of are people just turning churches into happy, happy, joy, joy, God loves you. Yes, God loves you as long as you're alive. Is your love, is his love for you eternal? Depends how you died. Depends how the good Lord judges you. By faith you are saved, yes. But one of the one of the biggest sins you can ever do is denying the Holy Spirit, denying Jesus died for you. That will destroy you any chances you have a heaven. Like I said, if if um if you're a Christian, born again, and you have these ten people in front of you with a gun or you're in a booth and if they say, If you if you do not disown him, we will kill you pretty much dying for the faith, you know. And I'm a martyr, so if I go into a booth or if I get chased down because I'm a Christian and they said, "Would you die for your faith?" I'll say, "Yeah, I'll die for my faith." What's stopping you i I got nothing left to hide. Now let me just let me just repent for a second. <laughs> it might take a while, but at the same at the same time, that's not going to look good in God because when you go before God and He's like, "Okay, I sent my only begotten Son to die for you." And you wouldn't even die for him. Yes. You see how this looks. <laughs> That's why I have this opinion, which it's an opinion. Don't come after me. That not everyone is going to go to heaven. I mean, you can try, but it's it's really it's really a bad play on words. See, only God can judge, right? And so when you look at Adolf Hitler, Nero, you know, all the world conquerors, Napoleon, all those evil people, you really think they're going to go to heaven? <laughs> I don't think um, Jesus is um, having Hitler um, front row seats now into heaven. <laughs> uh, but again, it's only up to God can judge, you know. Same thing with Bowie. I asked God about it, and I said, is David Bowie going to heaven? He said, well, you can't buy your way into happiness if that's what you want to know. And so it really comes down to how you are with God. I mean, if you're an occultist, Satanist, as Bowie was, I don't think you're right with God. And so you would be going down below. But again, the saying is, you know, only God can be God. That's just just the saying. And um, only God can judge, which is true. But he's not judging you now. No, he's just watching. God is just watching right now. He's watching to see your move. So is the enemy. And so when you know that God's watching you every second, there's not one minute he's not watching you, which in account it is when you are sinning. that's when he's not watching you. He's there, but he's not there in a sense. So... When you are... How may I say it? Whew. Look. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But... Going down below is a terrible place. When I had the premonition of going down below... Yes, in... In Sheol, in hell, there's pain, there's suffering. But getting cut off from God's love is the worst thing you could ever imagine. And people go, oh, well, that's not too bad. It is terrible. Knowing that God's real and he can't hear you, the fact knowing that you can scream to the top of your lungs knowing that God will, God can't hear you is pain in itself. Because it's, a, it's, just, it's just a terrible thing to have. And so to prevent that, You live by praying to the word of God, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, repenting of all your sins and then to never sin again. And because this a lot of churches these days look at these weird this weird fascination with all curses are broken at the cross, Satan is crushed at Calvary. I get it. I really do. But it's your free will that will get you killed. Free will gets you killed. Write that down, put that on a shirt. You see, people go, "Oh, God, will let anything bad happen to me? As you're drinking alcohol and smoking a pack of 30s a day. Yes. Oh, yeah, God's going to protect you from that. See, it's stuff like that where you're borderline allowing the enemy to infiltrate you, create a stronghold, to create you down the rabbit hole, to create a path of destruction. You see what I mean? And so... In creating free will creates a whole board of outcomes. With free will, you could use it for your advantage and build God's kingdom. Or you could use it for your disadvantage and not build God's kingdom. And go before the Father and say, how did I go? You see, I don't say who, uh, among many Christians, I'm not going to go into the lion's den, start flipping tables and say, you're a witch, go to hell, you practice white magic, black magic. I don't do that. Hell, I wouldn't be anywhere near a witch. <laughs> you understand me? Now, Satan has powerful enemies, and so stirring up the crowd wouldn't, wouldn't an everything thing to go, because a lot of Christians right have this really terrible... Terrible ideology that Christians can't be possessed. And if you listen to my podcast, as uh, Mrs. Freeman said, who's a deliverance minister, she would know firsthand that Christians can't be possessed. A lot of misled Christians, to put it lightly, misled Christians, rather, is that they say, oh, broken one curse, you break all curses. I'm born with the Holy Spirit. Nothing else can get into me. And they just blatantly think that exorcism is a Catholic thing. Oh, well. How the mighty have fallen. It's all cotton candy. It's all, oh Jesus loves you, la da 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 Wrong. That's terrible. If people couldn't be possessed, okay, as some Christians would believe, explain legion, then. Explain a thousand people, cast out people into a pig, okay? So that's that's... You know, number one. And number one is, when you pray to God, saying, God, deliver us. You know, do you not really know what that term comes from? Now to speak to the Father, you must repent of all sins, pray for salvation, pray to be delivered before coming before the Father, because he is pure of all sin. That. And that is a good, good introduction for how this thing works. You see. I weep. I really do weep. And I pray that a lot of Christians do find deliverance. They find, do understand deliverance masters, ministers, <laughs> masters, deliverance ministers. I'm human. I do make errors. And so, I just, a lot of Christians just need to be grounded. Okay, they need to be grounded. They need to go, okay, God is real. God is perfect. I am not there's your first step to recovery because if you're a Christian and you're on your high horse and you're walking around with a Bible in one hand pointing at people saying you're going to hell you're going to hell you're going to hell that is a curse in itself it is it's a a very powerful it's a very terrible curse you're putting upon people like I said I'm not perfect I never claim to be perfect all I claim for is that people become right with God because as Jesus said to get to the Father is to get through me and if you're not right with Jesus you're not right with God and it's a scary thing. I've been through trials and tribulations, and I've still got many to go. But I remain in the faith, and just hope. Just hope that a lot of people, you know, get prayed for, because there are so many people out there that are lost, and they don't even know it. And so there's this big, this big battle with Christianity and faith, that would you rather pray for the atheist that doesn't that doesn't know he need God or pray for the backsliding Christian? Nine times out of ten, I'd pray for both. But I'd pray for the, the backsliding Christian, the lukewarm Christian that'll find God because if you're lukewarm, your punishment will be more greater than an atheist. And so I weep for Christians that don't know any better. I wish I could just grab every Christian born again in the Spirit of God in a room, every Christian born again in a room, and say, stop sinning, wake up, smell the coffee, get deliverance. Because, like I said, peep Christians that stop drinking, stop smoking, stop sinning, as far as you know, and they've never been delivered, and they never thought of being delivered. It makes me wonder, like, that being said, if you do not break off the generational curse, and ancestral curse, it will just go on to the next kids and then your kids are going to have a hard time. So it's good to stop curses right in their tracks before they spread through the family, you know. But praying for atheist with his million-dollar mansion, like, I'll never pray for Elon Musk. I'll never pray for... And it's not because I'm scared, but because of the curses that come with it. You know, and that's why I have a really hard time praying for, you know, celebrities or praying for just really rich, sick, twisted individuals, you know, like the Rothschilds or Rockefeller or, you know, praying for anyone in the higher power of the Freemasonry, pretty much. Because the saying is, if God is with us, if we are for God, if we are against God then pretty much, yeah, you know. I wouldn't go tangling around with the occult because the occult is the unseen realm. And the saying is, don't mess with the unknown because you don't know what's going to mess with you. And so by praying for, like, you know, big members of the Freemasonry and all that is just bad news because the enemy doesn't want them to be safe. So then the enemy will come after you for stopping to be safe. It sounds like a really big chessboard of Dungeons and Dragons. It really does. But that's that's what, that's that's what how it is. That's how it's been going on for years. There's nothing new under the sun. And when people get saved, they go, Jesus loves me. They read their Bible and they have no clue that you're in a war zone. You know, man does not battle spirit, but by principalities of power, you know, all that. But that's true. You know, we are spirits in a spiritual world, not in a material world, because I just learned that today, that spirits in the material world is not right. We are spirits in a spiritual world, because a material world, like Madonna, I'm a material girl in a material world. And so, that's the problem with the world today. We are so, not so much self-righteous, but we are so in love with ourselves that we will cause ourselves to become extinct. Not spiritually, but... Yeah, well, yeah, spiritually, but at the same time, physically, because we're so in love with our clothes, we're so in love with everything, and it's nothing new to us. They're all distractions. You know, if you put down the phone, if you put down the music, you put down everything. Yeah, and so I like that, it's pretty cool. And then, so at the same time, it's just amazing that I found God 29 years old. You where know, some people are 50, some people are 60, and they still don't know God. And it's like, wow. I just want to just uh, shake the good Lord into him, you know. But you can't do that. It's free will. It's free will. And so that's, you know, like that's why I have this this thing. About atheists. You know, if you've known an atheist for 20 years. Let's say I was a Christian, right? For example, let's just say I'm a Christian. My best mate's not a Christian. I've been a Christian for 20 years. He's not been a Christian Christian for 20 years. He's an atheist. He doesn't like God, but he hangs around me because we game. Yeah. 20 years wasted praying for that one person. Yeah, you pray for him. But if they're an atheist and they don't know God, then what are you praying for? You know, you try to take them to church to say, no, I am not trust They've made their choice. Why are you going to keep praying for them? You know, you can have this big list you know, of praying for people, helping them find the Lord. You tried bringing them to the Lord. That's not going to work. That's their fault. That's on them. That's the free will. That's the beauty of it. It works two ways, it's a double-edged sword. I, I drink alcohol, I get a liver problem. I don't go to God, I burn. You see what I mean? The saying is, you know, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. What is the point in praying for all these lost people to find God when they just reject him? And see, that's why the light switch comes into place. you deny the Holy Spirit, you're going straight to hell. No ifs or buts. You know, if you go through your whole life, oh yeah, I don't believe in him, but I know him, that's even worse. But I resent that because I believe in God, died for me, I love Jesus, that's why I'm making this podcast. People that go out of their way, oh, I've been a Christian for 30 years, but, but my parents died. It's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. It's either spiritually a demon accidental. Hell, if I had a dog and my dog died, I wouldn't blame God for it. You know? Why throw away eternity just for one thing? It's it's a it's a really hard thing to grasp, just to drop all worldly things. You know? And so there was this one person who I met in my life and they've never been a Christian. They've never been, been fond of it because they're like, oh, you know, God has made my mom turn to drugs and alcohol and throw her life away. That's not God's fault. That's free will. That's the enemy as well, as well as free will. Some, the people that mock God hurts me, but God's like, don't feel that pain. Pray for him, you know. I, I sometimes hate. I well, I hate it all the time when people say, you know, Jesus' name in vain. You know, all all of it. You know, God, Jesus, you know, use all that. I rebuke that, but they use all His name in vain, and it's like, don't do that. It's like, don't do that. But because it's on a YouTube video, I can't say, oh, don't do that, because that's typical. That's the typical idea of a sinner, you know. They don't have any clue on what they're doing and it's ridiculous. And I weep for him every time I see Jesus becoming crucified. I weep. Because I'm sad. You know, this this guy died for our sins. You know, but he always says, look, I have risen. You know? And then I was talking to him about the people that were whipping him and he goes, no, pray for him. And I'm like, I don't want to pray for these people that hurt you. If I can go back in time, I'd save you. And he's like, well, it's not part of the plan. (laughs) You know? It's like, it had to happen, you know, and so, like, I pray for God, I pray for, I pray for God, I pray for the Holy Spirit, I pray for Jesus that the kingdom becomes protected, I pray for the angels up in heaven, because angels have free will, they don't have to listen to you, Jesus doesn't have to listen to you, God doesn't have to listen to you, the Holy Spirit doesn't have to listen to you, you know, and so that's why people become misled, they go, oh, I have another beer in my fridge, thank Jesus, and it's like, you're going to take that whole turning of water into wine out of context, aren't you? You know, same with coffee. You can have coffee, but just not to the point where it turns into an addiction and whatnot. And people go, like, you can have a glass of wine. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh, but Jesus drank... <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, sometimes I get really frustrated, but it's not my call. You know, I can rebuke it, but it's not my point to get angry, because it's just, you know, making me angry. and That's terrible. You know, God is an orderly man. I like to stay in control, so... So when people go, oh, I can have a glass of wine, yeah, I guess you can, because of free will. But, if the glass of wine turns into two and you're drunk, use your discernment. Use the light switch. Holy Spirit is on, or Holy Spirit is off. Okay, and you're going to want it to be on, because you don't get a power bill with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you no power bill, you just turn the Holy Spirit on and let it guide you. See, some people are like, I like to have a glass of wine with my meal. More power to you. Happy foil. But take it up to God. You know what I mean? Take it up to him. Take it up to Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'll, you know, I like to have a glass of wine. You know, with my meal. Every night. Mmm. You know? Some people, you know, they, uh, they intrigue me. I'm not saying you can't have a glass of wine. I'm saying if you want to have a glass of wine, have a glass of wine. But. I don't condone it. Because it's alcohol. And. Being drunk is like the false Holy Spirit. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Look, guys. The thing. The thing is, being in free will gives you that control to move left and right. But the path you take will be the road that you go down. You know what I mean? That's what I say don't stray from the path. Don't stray from the path of righteousness. Pick up the cross, drop all the willy possessions. I had to stop smoking, I loved cigarettes. So I used to have the Bible in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand and I told the good Lord I will never stop smoking. I will take this to my grave. And then the good Lord showed me some. He showed me a cigarette. And I'm like, okay. And he showed me a cigarette and he said, you're going to let this and then he revealed heaven. He's like, you're going to let this be stopped because of this. I did try to argue to the point with God. I'm like, God, why is smoking bad? It's not in the Bible. And then a lot of people would say, oh, every time you send, Jesus takes a whipping for it. Like, get get out of here. Get out of here. That is that's, that's ridiculous. Smoking is bad because it kills your lungs. You know, and other parts of your body don't, don't smoke. But at the same time, Jesus doesn't smoke. Okay? As I said, bound on earth, bound in heaven. You're not going to go to heaven and see Jesus smoking, smoking a cigarette and having 10,000 liters of alcohol. I... I don't hate alcohol, okay? I'm not going to be one of those Christians where I'm like, oh, you know, smoking is tool of the devil. Yeah, it is. Because when you remember back in the Genesis times, or the Old Testament, the Nephilim's from the Book of Enoch, they came down, they showed the Canaanites, which were the people of Cain, how to make swords and armor and gunpowder and... Yeah, so, stuff like that. And so, who created smoking? Uh, yeah, pretty sure God didn't create it. You don't see God walking around with a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand. You know, same with tattoos. You can get tattoos because your free will allows you. But if you get tattoos, don't, okay? Because your body, you know, it's not your body. It's God's body, you know? And tattoos were created for prisoners, you know? And then so if you're getting tattoos everywhere, i got a lot of tattoos, but I cancelled them out, and I rebuked them in the name of God. I didn't want any part of them to be connected to anything, you know? So, y- you can't have tattoos. That is that is one of the things, you know? Don't have tattoos. Don't drink. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't gamble. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't have sex with anyone before getting married. Don't talk bad bad about your neighbour don't gossip don't have ill intent don't look at anyone don't run a red light you know a lot of it is morale and with the light switch if you turn the light switch on you get discernment or you should hopefully have discernment and if it's not of God it's of the world it's of the world it's of sin you know It's... It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It really is, because it's like, the good news, the Bible, is, some people say, the Bible stands for Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, you know, or little books. You know? I don't care what you want to call it. It's there. Pick up a Bible and read it. Stop using the Lord's name in vain. Go have a shower. And prepare for the end you know a lot of people in some churches don't read revelations they don't talk about deliverance they're too scared because it might scare away some of the people i say nay i say let the people be scared for god because if i have fear in god i'm a god fearing man amen and when you are a god fearing man you fear nothing i used to have be i used to be scared of the dark i used to be scared Of death. I used to be scared of this, I used to be scared of that, but now I fear nothing. I only fear the good Lord. I used to be terrible. I'm 29 years old. I used to be scared of the dark. But that's only because what the darkness represents. Okay, and Jesus is the light to the dark. You know, He's the lamp beneath my feet, He will light up the way. And so I used to have a fear of the dark. Which is fair enough. You know, I won't deny it. You know The Lord has to tell the truth and I'll tell the truth I just be scared of the dark. Nothing to be scared of that, you to sleep with the night light on. Because of what the dark represented. You know, but now I believe in the Lord and I say, you know what, darkness has got nothing. You know, I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, no weapon before me shall prosper, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, Psalms ninety-one. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, I am not scared of the arrow at night or arrow by day. You know, no one before me shall prosper. You know, I am protected. That's how it is. That's the good word. That's what they should be preaching to the people of today. But they don't. They don't say, you know, stay away from witchcraft. They just say, once you're born again, you're, all your curses have been broken. Hallelujah. What a journey. What a journey. I pray, because here's the thing. I don't pray for the non-believer or the atheist. If you don't believe in him, that's more power to, you know. I rebuke that, but live your life, you know. But at the same time, is that they don't want to hear about it. You know, they don't want to hear about the good news. They don't want to hear about the the good Lord. They don't want to hear about Jesus. Because they're just so far gone in sin that they just don't want to hear it. You know, my, my sister is a scientist. I don't, as a Christian, I believe in Jesus and I don't believe in science. I can, you can put me in a science room with Albert Einstein and they'll say, gravity is this force. I'll say, nay. I'll say, I don't believe in gravity. I believe in the good Lord holding this flat earth in his hands. Now, here's the thing. I was talking to God about it. I said, you know what, God? Flat Earth, globe, square, I don't care. I'm not on Earth to just to debate whether we're on a, a flat Earth or not. To me, the Earth is flat. It's suspended on a golden chain. <laughs> the Earth is flat. It's held in by the hands of God. If he moves, it will crumble and the universe will fall. I don't believe in planets... I don't believe in anything. I only believe in God. And I'll take that to my grave. If if I die, well, when I die, and the good Lord's like, you know, the earth is round, I'll be like, that's great. But why do I want to believe in an earth that the pagans used to worship and call Gaia or Gia? I don't care about the earth. I don't care about the moon. I'm not saying I'm going to be, I don't care about the earth as in global warming. I just don't care for science. Yep. science lies. Trust the science. Science used to be the earth has gravity, the sun is hot, photosynthesis, the trees get life, that. But that's funny. Last to my check. God breathed life into me. Don't know where you're getting all this stuff from. You know? And that's the thing. That's why I don't believe in science. Because it's all against God. You know? All... Darwin's or Hawkins evolution, you know, all we came from monkeys. We didn't, I didn't come from a monkey. I came from God. You know, Adam came from mud. His rib got taken out, went into Eve. And then they had Seth, Cain and Abel. And then they had the Canaanites and then they flooded. And then Noah. And then came Jesus. And then came the crucifixion. And then came me. You can debate all about that new age religion stuff to yourself but I want a part of it, you know evolution is just garbage to me it's not the hot topic it's old news if evolution's a real thing why are monkeys still monkeys? yeah yeah we've been on this earth, man, for 10 billion years but yet a monkey's still a monkey and a chicken comes from a dinosaur Uh uh-huh yeah, so you're saying that chickens are a sort of, uh... So you're saying dinosaurs are not reptiles, but they're a sort of chicken? Get, get out of here. Oh, oh, crocodiles are a reptile, crocodiles are a dinosaur, they're from the Patriot's Arch. I don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't believe in dinosaurs. Okay, I don't believe in dinosaurs. I... You know, you got dragons, which is Lucifer, which is cool. But I do not believe in dinosaurs. I don't believe in dinosaurs. I don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't believe in the fairy, tooth fairy. I don't believe in the Easter Bunny. I don't believe in it. The only thing I believe in is Jesus and the fact that He died for me, and I'll take that to the grave. You can call me a martyr. I'll die for my faith any day. You know, if I had a sword to my night, a sword to my neck, or a gun to my head, and they said, "If you," If you say you believe in Jesus, we're gonna kill you, I say, do it. Psh, do it. He died for me, so I'm gonna die for him. You know, so at this at the same time, I'm I don't with my newfound faith, you know, <laughs> I don't look as look at this world for what it is. I look at it as I'm here to to read the Bible, to love Jesus, to help those who need to find Jesus and then I'm done. You know, I'm not here for the politics. I'm not here for the space. I'm not here for the current news. I'm not here for your fashion. I'm not here for the material stuff, you know. I'm not here for your cars. I'm not here for your money. I'm not here for your hot topic. I'm not here for your movies. I'm not here for your 1984 was the best year. No. I'm here to spread the good news of the Lord God, and that's it. That's it. You know, because anything in this world, I can't take it with me. The only thing you're taking out of this world is your faith. And if you ain't got that, you ain't going nowhere. You could say faith is like a currency, all right? But what? But it's not that kind of currency, okay? Because you need faith the size of a mustard seed, you know? But at the same time, when it comes to faith, you need a lot of it. And so when you go before the good Lord himself, he opens up the Lamb's Book of Life. He's like, oh, you dedicated your life to me. You repented for your sins. You knew better. You lived a good life. That's another thing I hate. You know, when people go, oh, this is uh, John Damos, uh, serial killer, murderer, rapist, molester, whatever, and he, he was a good man. Pfft, he ain't a good man. Regardless to me on this earth, no one's a good man because a good man is someone right by God. How can you be a good man if you're not right by God? You, if you're right by God, you're you're right by, you know, you're a good man. You know, a lot of people of this of this world, they go, "Oh, he was a good man. He uh, used to beat up his wife, but he was a good man." No, he ain't a good man. He ain't a good man. Only God can say if you're a good man or a good woman. You know, that's when you know you're right. You know, and that's why I don't believe in a lot of this new age, this this world we've, we're living in. You know, they're like, "Oh, you're a male, you're a female, you're you're a bigender, you're a high gender, you're a low gender." You're a high gender. You're a medium gender. You're, you're either male or female. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Bicurious George. You know? And I have to, if I have to take that to the cross, I'll take it to the cross. I'll say, look, God, I got killed on earth because I disagreed with the male and female. I don't abide by anyone of this world. I am sick of this world telling me how to live. I have the Bible. I have Jesus. I have the Holy Spirit on my side. Why the hell should I want to listen to the world? They ain't gonna save me. If you abide by the world, you're not abiding by God, because greater is He who is in me than He who is of this world. And so, if you're living, if you're living through this world, try not to annoy anyone by accepting all genders. You know, one minute my my daughter's a female, next it's a male. But I named it Emily, but it's now George. Is that a failed creation? I think so. And that's what we're in today. We're living in a world where it's all failed creation. It's all going against God. It's all going against Adam and Eve. It's all going against the Ten Commandments. It's all going against God. The enemy wants to mock God in any way. You know, the rainbow, that pride gay stuff, That before it was pride gay, the rainbow was a thing of God. But then that turned into unicorns and fairies, and they just mock it. They just destroyed the rainbow before God. You know, so... The enemy is just destroying the world. That's why I said failed creation, you know? When you're a new creation, that's when you're born again under the Holy Spirit, you know, baptized as you'd say. But failed creation, that's a lot of people these days. You know, they they've fallen under this archetype of being a failed creation, they're going against God, they're changing their genders, they're getting their lips they're getting their lips pierced, their nose pierced, they're getting their body pierced. Mm. And that's the thing. The good Lord has just revealed to me is, what is the meaning behind pierced? And I'm like, Jesus was pierced. And then I'm putting two and two together. Nose pierce, Lip pierce. It is not a coincidence. It's not a dinky. You know, Jesus was pierced. And so having piercings is an abomination of God. Because Jesus was pierced. And I hate that. I saw a t-shirt saying Jesus had piercings. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord. I cancel that. I cut that shirt out. I cancel it. I put the Lamb of God over that. I hope anyone that has that shirt can burn it. Jesus had piercings. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord. That makes me sick. You know, the good Lord can judge. But that doesn't mean I can't rebuke. You know, I'm not walking down the street with a Bible in one hand, walking up to Arthur and Martha's or Steve's and Brittany's and just going, I rebuke your illness. I rebuke your mental illness. I rebuke your transgender. I don't do that, nor do I pray for them. It sounds terrible, but it is free will if they're not going to abide God by you telling them what makes you think they're going to abide by the Holy Spirit because they can't hear it and that's what makes me mad that's what aggravates me it, it, it irritates me it makes me cry it makes me weep that people are unknowingly disobeying God this, this man who created everything the heavens the earth us a beautiful paradise, and people are just throwing it away. They've they've got piercings, tattoos, adultery, sin after sin, and they don't repent. With this new age stuff, people aren't even going to want to know who Jesus, is because they're too busy focused on the new age stuff. You know, it's a war to be fought, but it's a war that we're going to win. Spiritually, when because this world is run by Satan. Satan's everywhere. He's in my schools. He's in my cars. He's in my house. Satan is everywhere. And the biggest trick Satan pulled was fooling the world he doesn't exist, just so he can sneak himself in. Anti Levi didn't even believe in Satan, and he was the head of Satanists. He was the church of Satan. So you, you imagine how that would have went down when Anti went before God. And said, oh, you know how you study this Satan guy? By the way, you're going to meet him downstairs. Down there. Dead. I love God. I really do. That's what makes me sad. For these people that don't know him. I could pray. I can pray for people to find God. I can pray for my work I can but it's just going to stare up the demons and make them worse Christians are hated by default my my old uh, my mum's my mum's mum's boyfriend right or whatever we'll just use a different analogy some old people say that Christian uh, religions why religions just murder you know It is. A lot of wars have been because of religion, but that's not what we're talking about now in Christianity. Yeah, okay, yeah, the Christian crusaders and whatnot, but let it go, okay? That's not God doing it. You know, it's just, it just aggravates me. You know, that people think that Jesus is some, some, some evil man that tells people what to do, how to say it. No, he's just saying that if you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, life will be better. But people are rebellious. The the skin or the the vessel, the flesh, whatever you want to call it, is a rebellion thing. We're born into sin, so to get born again. But even though our sin causes our skin causes us to sin, so just call it as a. a a skin, a sin vessel, that's pretty much what you, what you should call it, a sin vessel, skin causes us to sin, it does, the lust of the flesh, the temptation, the stealing, the drinking, the smoking, and that's, you know, that's what God looks, looks out for, because if we got rid of all the sin, you wouldn't have free will, therefore you'd love Jesus by default, and he doesn't want that, he doesn't want, he doesn't want false, false lovers in his kingdom, he can tell you by your heart, and by your workings, work ye, but not by faith alone, you know, stuff like that, yeah, you know, work all in the faith. Help the backsliding Christians. Do right by God. Now, if if my fam any if anyone I knew was to die and they say he was a good man, I wouldn't object. If I would say, "Oh, he was a bad man under the earth. I'd say, "You know what? I'll give him my grievings, pass them to the Lord. Let the Lord deal with them, and then boom, on you go." But I would not bow down before any man. If someone says, oh, I am now your God, bow down before me, I'll say, no, I only bow before Jesus. I only kneel before the cross, and I will take that to the grave. I'll take it to the cross. If if I was to be crucified on a cross, I'd do it. If I had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Templars, or, you know what I mean. If I had a lot of people being, oh, oh, if you believe in Jesus, we're going to crucify you at dawn. I'll say, what's hiring you up? Right, stick me there already, you know, because I know my place is in heaven. I'm not of this world. And so that's how it is. I'm not of this world. This, isn't, this is not even my body. This isn't even my body. This is God's body. So I'll just be returning back up there, you know. And so remain in the faith. Treat the Holy Spirit like a light switch and don't turn it off. You know, keep keep in the faith. Keep reading the Bibles. The end is near. We're about 40 years away. And I hope you all have a good time and remain in the faith. Pray before you eat. Pray before you go to bed. Pray when you wake up. Put on the armor of God. Pray for everything. Give thanks. Give pleasure and thanks to the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, let may him forgive us for our sins. In Jesus' name, we pray for all those who need to find you. But again, it's just going to fall on deaf ears, but you can pray for them. I'm not saying I don't pray for the lost. I'm just saying that if they're not going to hear me, why are they going to hear the Holy Spirit? You know. It's like I just want to walk up walk up to everyone and say, do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the God? If they say no, I'll be like, let me tell you about him. You know, if they say, oh, I don't want to hear him, I'll say, all right that's you done bye crispy cooked see you later you know it's just that simple you know why I pray for the backslide Christians but why pray for an atheist that's denied God for 20 years until he's on his deathbed then go oh by the way yeah come on man that's that's all up to God like I said God can tell you by your hearts so yeah like I said I'm uh, I'm gonna go now and I hope you all find God This is a God and Theology podcast. God bless.